Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, in, in 60 seconds, I'm going to lay out something that will show you, if you're paying attention, how dire the situation is, how close we are to truly losing freedom in every respect. We are very, very close. Remember when I said, uh, bridge is out? No, 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 no. The bridge has uh, been restored, except it takes us to a different place. And we're about to cross that threshold. I'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't know if you've heard the good news or not, but the Democrats have proposed another $5 trillion reconciliation and social reform bill. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that, that's, oh my gosh, that's going to be good. Now, unsurprisingly, uh, people like Jeffrey uh, Gunlock, who is the CEO of Double Line Capital, just reiterated his position that the U.S. dollar is doomed. Let me say it this way. The U.S. dollar is doomed. Yeah. Uh, it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. We cannot do this. We can't keep spending our way out. By the way, did you see the Fed yesterday uh, came out and said, you know, just because we said it was transitory inflation doesn't mean it will go back down. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> Wait, yes, it does. What are you talking about? Science, science, science. Hmm. Unbelievable. Goldline right now is giving away free silver with their extremely popular $5 gold Indian coins with every qualifying order. You're going to receive 10 brilliant uncirculated silver Kennedy half dollars at no additional cost. I love these because they remind me of my grandfather. Every time we would come and stay with him or, you know, go out, he'd always take a silver dollar at Kennedy on the front and he'd hand it to me and you keep this. Fortunately, I didn't listen to my grandfather on that because I don't have any of them left, but uh, I love them. Anyway, uh, this is a great special on an already low-cost item. If you're thinking about gold or silver, this is a perfect promotion for you. They're standing by to take your call. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. All right, what is this January 6th hearing really all about? Okay. You think that it is about, you know, getting the these bad guys and duping the American people thinking that it's these white Trump supporters that are the biggest enemy of all of all mankind. OK, that is one of the goals, but it is much deeper than that. And I have not read these things anywhere, thanks to members of the blaze who pay everybody's salary we have a good staff of uh, researchers that tie all of these things together. And I want to show you what I showed you on TV last night. And this you can watch it all, see all of the documents on last night's Blaze TV Wednesday night special. I urge you to watch it. And if you're not a Blaze subscriber, may I ask you, please, we all need to stick to We all need to hang together. Or we'll hang separately you will see by the end of what I'm going to share with you, you will understand we are running out of time. All right. U.S. Capitol Police. Did you know the U.S. Capitol Police are setting up regional offices in Florida and California? And they may be setting up regional offices all around the country. 
We move in the Capitol? Uh, no, uh-uh. no. Okay. No, they say it's necessary to investigate threats to members of Congress. Mm. I thought that's what the 56 field offices of the FBI were supposed to do. But apparently, we need Capitol Police. I mean, if this is starting to sound like the Hunger Games uh, police force from the Capitol, that's Capital City Police. The U.S. Capitol Police say threats against members of Congress have more than doubled so far this year compared with 2020. The Capitol Police are also buying more police armor, surveillance and rioting gear, and it is now training personnel with the National Guard in Seattle and Virginia Beach. It's seeking $107 million in budget increases. $107 million in a budget increase. Now, remember, the Capitol Police, in January, the Washington Post said that the U.S. Capitol Police already have a big budget with, quote, little accountability. Last month... The Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin approved a request to loan the Capitol Police eight what are called Persistent Surveillance Systems ground units. Now, the Army is going to install these and train the Capitol Police to operate them. They capture high-definition video, have night vision to, quote, enhance the ability to detect and monitor threat activity. Now, if it was cameras, I think, don't we already have cameras? No, this is military grade. Let me let me share with you the problem with these uh, base stations. Um, in June, a federal appeals court found that the Baltimore Police Department are using similar but not military grade surveillance technology, and they found that it violates the Fourth Amendment protection against unreasonable search and seizure. Why? Because an independent study of the Baltimore police system found the technology allowed police to track people for multiple days. So if you go to Washington, the Capitol Police will be able to track you for days. Now, we're not going to know how the U.S. Capitol Police are going to use the surveillance system on loan from the military. Because the other great thing about the Capitol Police is they are free and exempt from the Freedom of Information Act because it's part of the uh, the legislative branch. So this is Nancy Pelosi's police force. And they are giving them a buttload of more money and we can't FOIA anything about them. How do you feel good? You feel good? Because I feel good already. I don't know if this is going to make you feel any better. Capitol Police press release just said throughout the last six months, the United States Capitol Police have been working around the clock with our congressional stakeholders to pivot toward an intelligence-based protective agency. So now the Capitol Police are going to pivot and become like the CIA. Oh, okay. All right. Last night, I went over the national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. And if you haven't seen it, you're you're normal. The media has really just rubber stamped this and moved on. But it is a massive transformation of national security policy. 
Um, first of all, in it, in the strategy report, and I want to quote, domestic terrorist attacks in the United States have been committed frequently by those opposing our government institutions. Now, frequently, what does that mean, Stu? Frequently. Something has been happening frequently. Often. Often. Okay. All right. And, the, and attacks in the United States have been committed frequently by those opposing our government institutions. Mm. Name some. January 6th. January 6th. <clears throat> Let me say that. Domestic terrorist attacks in the United States have been committed frequently by those opposing our government institutions. Uh, uh, Gretchen Whitmer. They were trying to kidnap her. I remember hearing about that. Okay. Well, you've already been well trained. <laughs> you really have. Look at that. Antifa, Portland, mm. Minneapolis. What are they saying? They're all trying to destroy. Chaz in Seattle. We don't recognize this as the part of United States of America. My understanding, though, those attacks are okay. Well, let me just say, uh, I just uh, that's why I was asking you mm -hmm. for for those because if you're being honest, you you include those. Of course, you start with January sixth and you go back and you include all those. But unfortunately, the White House only mentions four events: the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the killing of five Dallas police officers in 2016, which was uh, after a BL during BLM, a BLM protest. Right, yeah. Okay, and and the person that did it was a BLM mm -hmm. protester. Um, and then the shooting of four people at the Republican congressional baseball practice in 2017. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, again, mm -hmm. a Democrat, and uh, the January 6th Capitol riot. Those are the four. Now that's not frequently. That's no, not frequently. It's not frequently. It's, no. it's too much, mm -hmm. but it's not frequently when you have to, you know, go back to 1995. Um, and uh, and but it was nice that they're including some Democrats. I'm surprised because when they always say this is the worst thing since the Civil War, January mm -hmm. 6th, it's not even the worst thing since the 2017. No, it's not. I mean, the 2017, I mean, obviously you can go back to the the Oklahoma City, the Oklahoma City, or you can even go back to the George Floyd riots and all that other th those other things and make arguments. But like when you're talking about actual threats to our democracy, a Bernie Sanders supporter tried to kill 10 percent of elected Republicans. Yeah, on a that was a bad. Field. That was a bad day. That was a really bad mm -hmm. day. Suboptimal. Suboptimal. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, what they're doing is they're conflating actual terrorism, the 95 uh, Oklahoma City bombing, with hate crime events and with the January 6th Capitol riot. The White House says, now listen to this. This is really important. Domestic terrorism is both persistent and evolving. Which means if domestic terrorism is evolving, so will the definition of terrorism. <laughs> when we thought of terrorism, we thought oh. the words radical Islam, jihad, uh, one cra crazy, whacked out, live in the middle of the woods guy coming down and blowing something up. That's terrorism. No, because it's constantly evolving. And if they meant that kind of terrorism, they would have mentioned radical Islam or jihad. But they didn't. Nowhere in this report is is any kind of Islamic terror mentioned, even though just last year, not 1995, last year, there were multiple federal indictments of people for providing material support 
to ISIS and Hamas. Again, from the White House strategy, among that wide range of animating ideologies, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, principally those who promote the superiority of the white race and the militia violent extremists that are assessed as presenting the most persistent and lethal threats. Okay, I want to make it really clear. They're white supreme Nazis. I hate them. I hate them. Who doesn't except them? And how many are there? Really? You're a white supremacist. You're just as much as a moron as Ibram X. Kendi. Sorry. You're both supremacist. One is a white supremacist. One is a black supremacist. You're both morons. And I know it's not popular to say, but I will to my dying breath say all men are created equal. All men. I don't care what your skin color is. In fact, we should stop listening to people who say we should judge a man on his skin color. Okay, so the strategy doesn't define racism, doesn't define bigotry. But they are they cannot and will not ignore the dynamics of racism and bigotry that perpetuate the domestic terrorism threat. So what are they going to do about it? What are they going to do? Well, uh, they've already set something up in the Pentagon. I don't know if you know this, a senior advisor to secretary of defense for diversity and inclusion. It's a new role is Bishop Garrison. And uh, he's going to make sure that the the uh, military uh, is, you know, gets rid of all racism. And now this is what he said when he tweeted in 2019. I mean, how old were you way back then? He said, if you support Donald Trump, support for him, a racist is support for all of his beliefs. He's dragging a lot of bad actors, misogynist, extremists, and other racists out in the light, normalizing their actions. If you support the president, you support that. And there's no room for nuance with this. There's no more. Yeah, but I'm not like that kind of talk. So if you're in the military and you supported or support Donald Trump, Bishop Garrison, the new senior advisor to the Secretary of Defense for Diversity and Inclusion, says that you are a racist. Okay, all right. So now he was given the job uh, in a working group in the Pentagon to make the uh, he's the uh, the uh, point of contact for the countering extremism working group. And he's coming up with the definition of prohibited extremist activities among uniformed military personnel. Uh, and on gray areas such as reading, following, and liking extremist material and content in social media forums and platforms, he's coming up with what those things are. So it's kind of a thought police kind of thing. What exactly does the Pentagon consider extremist? Well, we don't know for sure, but there is a memo that has just come out, new category called Patriot Extremism. The memo says this ideology holds that the U.S. government has become corrupt, absolutely has, has overstepped its constitutional boundaries, uh, yep, or is no longer capable of protecting the people against foreign threats. That one is the only one that I'm kind of like, well, maybe. I mean, he hasn't completely sold us bound and chained to China, but he is releasing the spies. 
Well, that kind of thinking is just a normal Tuesday for half of the nation or maybe more. Um, But by this new standard of, quote, patriot extremism, half the country is an extremist. And that is the point to redefine extremism, terrorist uh, and terrorism. All right, I started with the Capitol Police. All right. Let me show you how the strategy is already playing out. This is not something they're proposing and thinking of doing. They're already doing this. I'll show that to you next. If you've been listening to me for quite a while now, you, you know, if you if you get um, any kind of value of, of anything that I talk about, please consider this. Get the most out of your sleep. Uh, we've been talking about Mike Lindell and his products for a while. And I have to tell you, honestly, I don't take clients that I don't believe in. If I don't use the product, if I don't like the product, you know, uh, I, I don't endorse it because I don't need the money. I just want to say what I really believe and turn people on to things that I think are really good. Mike Lindell has the durable Giza dream sheets that are unbelievable. Unbelievable. When when you get some of their discounts, uh, like they have on the towel set right now, you get it for $39.99. I think it's like 109 normally. The Giza sheets, you get two for one right now on special. And they are game-changing. Game-changing. Go to MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code BECK. Just click on the radio listener specials and you'll get the insanely low prices on all of these really great things to help you sleep at night. MyPillow.com or call 800-966-3117. If you go to MyPillow.com, make sure you click on the new radio listener specials and then enter the promo code BECK and you will save a buttload on a great night's sleep. It's MyPillow.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Everything you are seeing, in fact, I've, I've reached out to an old friend of mine who is one of the best scholars on Woodrow Wilson, uh, because I think everything that Biden is doing, I think Woodrow Wilson has done. And history is not, uh, you know, they always say history repeats itself. No, history is repeating itself right now. And this time we are sound asleep without war. Without war. When Woodrow Wilson got into office, he formed something called the American Protective League. By the end of the war in 1918, he had 250,000 badge-wearing members across the country. Their job was to spy and intimidate, read their neighbor's mail, and listen in on their phone calls in an effort to root out the enemy. The government, along with these 250 badge-wearing members... They had as many as 2 million business people also doing the same thing as volunteers. They arrested 175,000 Americans for criticizing the war. That's it. 
Now, let me ask you, could that happen again? Uh, Yes, it could. Could it? It is. It is happening again. We told you about what? In April, last spring, when Yahoo News reported on a secret program run by the law enforcement section of the U.S. Postal Service. It's called ICOP. And they searched through social media posts of Americans looking for inflammatory posts. Then, when they find somebody that they think is radical, they pass it to the Department of Homeland Security. And they're mainly interested, and this is a quote, in right-leaning parlor and telegram accounts, end quote. This is the Postal Service. But wait, there's more. is the Glenn Beck program. Life is busy. Opportunities to do what you want to do. Don't wait around just because you've got pain today. If you're somebody who lives with pain, moderate or severe, I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. I do not want to miss my life because I'm in pain and I just don't feel well enough to do it. The pain in our bodies that we deal with day to day, most of it is caused by inflammation in our joints. I went through years of inflammatory pain in my hands. It was one of the worst things I've ever gone through. I couldn't write. I, could, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't paint. Now, I mean, look, I'm painting up a storm. That is all thanks to Relief Factor. I want you to call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. It's not a drug, but developed by doctors, 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month. The only reason why you do that is because it works. Relief Factor. Just try it for three weeks and see if it'll work for you. ReliefFactor.com or 800-500-8384. Glenn went through all this stuff with all the documents and everything. You can watch it on last night's Glenn TV program, available on demand at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, Glenn, I'm looking for an update here from you on a big story that was breaking yesterday that... Oh, my gosh. You... I'm trying to get to the White House strategy on how we're all screwed. Yeah. And that's that's something we can get to after we hear the update on how you're feeling about your art show. You're such a jerk. (laughs) Well, you said you were like... I was ready to vomit yesterday. Yes, it's got to be closer am, today. You're, you're a day I'm closer to it. A day closer, it. and I'm, I'm very vomitous. Very you, vomitous. You could vomit at any moment. I could moment. vomit at any moment, and I hope I could vomit on you. So what's your biggest fear here? Is it that people won't show up? Is it that yeah, people, people won't buy it? Is that people come in and they do show up, but they laugh at your hard work? What is the thing that most... Thank you. All of those. Thank you very much. It, could you Thank order you. them no, and describe how you... If you'd like to go to the art show, it's up at Park City, at Park <laughs> City uh, Fine Art. You can find them at parkcityfineart.com and, uh, and get all the details. By the way, you can come up uh, and, uh, and see the art. And there's also affordable art, really, for, for everybody, I believe. I believe. Uh, I think we're we're supposed to have to have we're supposed to have limited editions and and uh, some uh, copies uh, of the of the work uh, that we will be selling on Saturday. Uh, and you can call the 
Park City Fine Art for more information if you want. Okay, can I get back to business now? Listen to this. In the White House strategy, remember, all of this stuff is already going on. The Department of Treasury, in coordination with law enforcement and other interagency partners, is is exploring ways to enhance the identification and analysis of financial activity associated with domestic terrorists. How do we define domestic terrorists? We can't. It's always evolving. Oh, remember, it's always Mm -hmm. evolving. As well as enhancing engagement with financial institutions on domestic terror financing through existing provisions of the Bank Secrecy Act. So if you are deemed a danger or a domestic terrorist, they can cut you off. They're working with the banks to stop your financing. Okay. Mm hmm. The White House doesn't say exactly how the government is going to use the Treasury Department to spy on Americans in its war on domestic terrorism. But we have some context clues earlier this month, as we talked to Tom Fitton yesterday and found out Judicial Watch filed a freedom of information lawsuit against the FBI to view records of communication between the FBI and several banks. Bank of America reportedly gave the FBI financial records of customers who made transactions in Washington, D.C. on January 5th and 6th. Normally, you need a subpoena to do that. Here's a guy. We we think he was involved. Can you get us the records to prove that he was there? Yada, yada. That wasn't this. Give us everybody who was at a cash machine or spent any money on the three days around January 6th. That's unheard of. Yeah. That's such a wide net. Exactly right. Exactly right. So they are not getting they're they're not getting any information, even though we have FOIA. But remember, the Capitol Police can't get a Freedom of Information Act request because they're from the legislative branch. So this is Nancy Pelosi's force. Judicial Watch uh, complied uh, when the FBI said, you know, we need more specifics. What exactly are you looking for? And then they said, ah, what you guys did about January 6th. They will neither confirm nor deny the existence of any such records. That's how your government is responding to a redress. I would like you to give us the answers. That's constitutional. You have a right to do that. Nope. Last month, Wells Fargo shut down the bank account of Lauren Witzke, who ran for U.S. Senate in 2020 as Delaware's Republican candidate. Um, Now, you may disagree with her. I don't really know much about her. She seems a little loopy, but uh, you don't have to agree with people. And there's going to be a lot of people that say crazy things. Well, she was in Florida and they decided to shut down her bank account. Wells Fargo did. And they said they just did it for business reasons. What business reason? You just shut me out. I'm in Florida. I have no credit card. I have nothing. I can't get back home. My credit in my account says zero. What do you mean you shut me down? In June, as you know, somebody at the IRS leaked 15 years worth of uh, tax returns of of thousands of Americans who are really wealthy to ProPublica. It's a nonprofit investigative news outlet. The IRS says it's investigating the leak. Okay, wait a minute. What? What? 
They just leaked all this. The press printed it. It's all secret stuff, never supposed to be exposed. And you're like, yeah, we're looking into it. And at the same time, in this bill that Biden is trying to get passed, the, the, new, uh, the new spending bill, there's $80 billion of a budget raise for the IRS. $80 billion. So, you know, the budget for 2021 is $11.9 billion. This will increase their budget by one third. What are they going to do with it? They want more auditors. Who do you think they're going to be shaking down? The IRS is now going to be weaponized once again. These are the things that they are doing. You know that they are doing all of these things. Let me give you one of the other pillars. By the way, watch all of this. And you'll see all of the documents, all of the quotes. This is nothing that um, is a theory. This is the fact. This is what they're doing in their own words. If you don't believe me, go to WhiteHouse.gov and just look for White House's national strategy for countering domestic terrorism. How do we define domestic terrorism again? Uh, It's always evolving. Yeah, okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. So one of their pillars is to understand and share domestic terrorism uh, related information. Uh, this one, they are working uh, with high tech. Now, as soon as they release this, it's interesting. Uh, Facebook began doing something else. They began, if you were uh, on Facebook, you might have received one. A warning extremist content if you go on to certain facebook or you you know just click on something you might get extremist concept uh, content and then it asks are you concerned someone you know is becoming an extremist uh what 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 big brother what are you doing then another message from facebook you may have been exposed to harmful extremist content recently Violent groups try to manipulate your anger and disappointment. You can take action now to protect yourself and others. To protect myself from what? Thought crime prosecution? I mean, desperate people do desperate things. Desperate people are used and, uh, and manipulated online. And a lot of them are manipulated online by people who are seeking power in the different parties or Facebook. And don't talk to me about manipulating people because that's what your algorithm does. Now, the Democratic National Committee planning to work with SMS carriers to dispel information about covid vaccines. Are they reading our messages? If you're an unvaccinated right winger to many on the left, you're a threat to national security that should be locked out of public places. Now, the U.S. Surgeon General didn't go that far, but how long is it going to be before the Surgeon General has a warning label on things that I believe or things that you believe? How do they define misinformation? See, can we play the Nancy Pelosi audio from yesterday? Listen to this. On science. Um, Just to clarify something from earlier, um, is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? 
I said earlier in my comments, science, 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 and science. On almost every subject that you can name, science is the answer. Whether it's the climate crisis, whether it's a health crisis, whether it's our preeminence in the world and technology, science, 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 science. Uh, to say uh, that wearing a mask is not based on science, I think, is, is not Okay, stop. And that stop. It's not based on science. It's based on somebody's opinion who happens to be a scientist today. Because you've changed it over and over and over again. If we're going to listen to science, do we have to listen to science? You know, I don't mind listening to science when they say butter is bad for you. And then 10 years later, they're like, you know, butter has some good things. Okay. This is like every other week. They're flip-flopping. That's not science. That's an opinion. And that's misinformation. Me saying that will be deemed at some point, if not now, misinformation and dangerous. The National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism. How do we define domestic terrorism? It's, it's always evolving. It's always Glenn. evolving. Okay, good. Uh, this is from the White House. Their, their next pillar is clear consequences for accounts that re- repeatedly violate platform policies. Okay, all right. Now, here's the thing. They want to prevent individuals from being drawn into the grip of domestic terrorism in the first place. So they're going to punish you if you are part of misinformation. But they also, if you've been exposed to misinformation, they want to make sure that they are there. Like clockwork, after the strategy was released, the FBI posted a curious tweet saying... Family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence, help prevent homegrown violent extremism. Visit this link to learn how to spot suspicious behaviors and report them to the FBI. Oh, I don't know. That's a little George Orwell, especially when they're taking over our schools. Let me just quote from 1984. The children were systematically turned against their parents and taught to spy on them and report their deviations. The family had become, in effect, an extension of the thought police. It was a device by means of which everyone could be surrounded night and day by informers who knew him intimately. Let me give you this comparison here, a little nugget from the White House strategy. Even as we augment our approach to domestic terrorism under existing authorities, the Department of Justice is examining carefully what new authorities might be necessary and appropriate. New authorities? Well, we already have the Postal Service doing intelligence operations. We have the White House senior staff flagging people's Facebook posts. We have the FBI urging family members and peers to report on each other. Do you see the apparatus that they have built it's not building it's built it's here i'm going to give you a solution right after the commercial break and please hear me on this solution lifelock um brilliant idea the other day i had uh you're gonna love this one what if criminals got to vote on cyber criminals 
then they'd only be able to steal our identity and money if we were, you know, silly enough to keep electing them to the office of cyber criminal. How could this possibly fail? We're already electing criminals. Why don't we just start electing cyber criminals? Okay, uh, could happen. Uh, crazier things are happening right now. Cyber criminals can steal what's yours, sometimes even harm your finances and credit. Good thing there's LifeLock because you know the FBI's not looking into all of your details for that. LifeLock helps to detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll work with you to fix the problem if your data ends up getting compromised. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you can protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Save up to 25% now off your first year at LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. For 25% off. The Glenn Beck Program. Unbelievable. Welcome to the program. Um, I'm going to give you a quick uh, outline of this, and um, we'll talk about it more tomorrow. I'm running out of time. But I want to give you a story. This is happening up in uh, New York. Um, it, it, it appears as though Ben and Jerry's is dying in New York, there's a lot of Jewish people in New York. Ben and Jerry's came out and said, you know, we're we're boycotting and we're we're not going to be involved with Israel because of the West Bank, blah, blah, blah. They're going to stop selling all their products in the West Bank. Well, the people in certain parts uh, of New York, big Jewish communities, they're not going to Ben and Jerry's to the retail stores. Now, these are franchisees. This Listen to this franchisee. He said, I could sit back and watch without speaking out, but it's hurt our bottom line and our overall store value. We fear boycotts from customers. Um, <clears throat> we have many of our customers are Jewish and they're not coming in. He said, we've lost foot traffic and big catering jobs, yada, yada, yada. And he said, now I'm going to make some, I, I want people to know I I'm not them. Here's the thing boycotts work now that isn't a boycott that's just a group in a community like i'm not going in there anymore now this is a franchisee coca-cola we've been concentrating on coca-cola this whole time going coca-cola's got to stop why doesn't anyone focus on on the local bottler because they most likely don't agree with the coca-cola nonsense so why are we going to our local bottler and saying we don't want Coke in our neighborhoods anymore? And you local Coke bottling plant, you're distributing it. You're enabling this. And we're not interested. That's what's happening to Ben and Jerry's. And believe me, I know Coke will pay attention if the bottlers start to go, uh, guys, I'm in trouble here. I can't carry your product anymore. Everything would change. This is the Glenn Beck Program.